I don't have much to say. I just want to prep for the prayer. Call it prep for the prayer. But I, you know, I, I'm, the Bible says that we're to edify one another. The purpose of church is edification. You know, when I was growing up, it, it was, it was always, oftentimes confusion uh, because people would get up and they would try to correct and, and they felt like they were operating in a gift of prophecy or whatever and they were giving words of wisdom, words of knowledge, but it didn't encourage people, it discouraged them. And, and that's not what we're here for. When you come to church, there are times for correction, there are times for that. You know, over the 23 years, as the Lord leads me to do that, one service in 20 or one service in 52 weeks, it might be a corrective service. Because God has something to say for us. But I'll do it anytime the Lord leads. But I've noticed more often or almost always, God wants me to encourage. And as we go back to school tomorrow, we're going to go back and our schedules are going to change. Your kids have been staying up till 1, 2, 3. How many know I'm right? And you're going in there in the morning saying, you're going to have to change your schedule. You've got to get up in the morning. Uh, that's a fuss for a, for a parent. <laughs> that's a problem for us. Amen. I mean, but we got to get them up. We got to get them woke up and we got to get them going. Tomorrow's a huge day. I mean, I mean, I, 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 we believed for Stephen and stood in faith for Stephen and his grades. And, and uh, he took a class that I disagreed with. I'll tell you my story. He was taking that English class. And Stephen's a big kid and strong, really strong kid. And I wanted him to play football. And the coach over at Wilson wanted him to play football when we first started in, his, in uh, Brian's freshman year. And asked me, bring your son to Wilson. And I wanted to do it, but his mother said no. She said, I've got him in an English program. And he said no, because he wanted to schedule anyway. But, I mean, here's the thing. I don't know if, Brian, if Stephen would have been a, you know, a, a huge football player. Or whatever. He probably would have done pretty good in high school and maybe done more. I don't know. But uh, he stayed with this program, and when school was over, this special program they had developed over at, at Florence, at West Florence, you know, he graduated, wasn't nothing really special. And I was like, well, you wasted your time on that. I mean, how many of you ever felt that way? Like, you know, I mean, we, we made you do something, you should have just played football. <laughs> and so, so he called me up from Francis Marion, and they gave him a whole bunch of like 26 hours of credit. Like he had passed all of his exams and all this stuff, which I tell you, his mother with the Holy Ghost helped him do this. So he passed all his AP exams, but got nothing for this English class. Zilch. And I'm like, see, told you so. And his mother was feeling bad about it. You know, like, yeah, you know, well, I, I thought it was the right thing to do. I just thought it was the right thing to do. So we're sitting on the couch last night. And Stephen walks in the room. He walks in and says, uh, I just got off the phone with uh, West Florence and the teacher that I was under and... Uh, they're going to give me six hours of credit for English. They're going to give me a bunch of hours of like three classes they're going to give me. He's going to end up with like 35, 38 hours going into his freshman year at Francis Marion University. Because the Holy Ghost helped us. I mean, I, I don't, you know, I think I'm pretty smart and, and my, my, you know, my IQ is pretty good, but... You know, I, I, I definitely realize that it's not I, but Christ. How many of you understand that it's Christ that helps us? I mean, we, we've got to look back through the history of how God does things and how he ties things together. I'm always amazed at how God ties them together. It started down this path, it ended up here, and then all of a sudden our whole family ends up getting blessed out of it. You know, all of a sudden other things start happening, and other people in the family start seeing anointing and start seeing the presence of God if we just stay faithful to him. 
And so this is what we're talking about. We're talking about going back to school with the right attitude. For every kid sitting in this room, God wants you to have the best grades you can have. I didn't say God wants everybody to have A's. Parents want everybody to have A's. I'm saying you could have A's. That God, God has anointed you to have the A's and the B's and the C's, but He's anointed you to graduate. He's anointed. We believe in education. We believe that, that, that that's a tool in the world that works for us. Now, I don't believe we ought to have that without the Holy Ghost, though. I believe we need the presence of God. We need our children filled with His presence, filled with His Spirit, and that God will use them because they might have abilities that allow them to go places, but there is anointing that allows them to go other places. Does anybody hear what I'm saying? I, I don't want to be limited to just a small portion of God's blessing. I want God to bless me. I don't want my kids to just achieve what I achieved. How many of you hope they do what you did? I don't see one hand. How many want to see your kids do more than you ever did? Achieve more than you ever achieved. That's what we want. And I believe that we can see that through the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Now listen, I'm going to read Psalms 91. This is classified as the 911 scripture for the church. Whatever we need, we got a 911. Come on, somebody. I'd write that down. I'd open up my Bible and write 911. Amen. Here's what it says. It says this. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadows of the Almighty. How many know God's protection is real? It's real. It's a real thing. And he's telling us that he that dwells or abides in those presence. The word there is he that dwelleth is the word dwell. The word dwell there means to take permanent residence in. No matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, God wants a permanent residence or permanent relationship with you. That what you, uh, what you affiliate with, you affect. What, what, what you uh, do, you, you inspire. And you, you cause zeal to come. And you cause energy to come. That you make an impact that's not just about you being something, but that God uses you to make everybody something. When God used Joseph, he made him someone who infected and affected everyone. People were fed that were hungry. The starving ate. The people were taken care of because God used a man and anointed a man. I want you to decide you're going to be the man or the woman that God is going to use to infect the world. To make an impact when you go to the school, when you're in the, in the clubhouse, when you're in the back room, when you're, in the, when you're in the, uh, 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 on the fields or in the, uh, in the gym or whatever it is that you do, let your life be dwelling in, that you're dwelling in His presence, that He's the source of your life, that He's the commitment of your life. Listen to me, kids. I don't regret one, one decision I ever made for God. I only regret the ones that I made that were not for God. The parents could agree to this. We look at our choices and we, we treat life like, a, like we don't understand. There's a leader and a guiding person that wants to lead us and guide us and direct our life and help us at every stage of our life. I want you to say this, uh, I can do it. Oh, come on. I really want you to say it. I can do it. Come on. One more time. I can do it. That God wants to elevate you. He wants to bless you. And he said, he that dwelleth or, or resides with or has a residing presence of God in them, that, he's, that they have a special bond with God. He reminds us to stay in his presence for its permanent living place. 
That's the, your, your heart is the permanent living place of God. And when we go back this year, you guys going back to school, don't go back and just be like everybody else. God wants you to be somebody else. He wants you to do something else. I'm not just talking about sporting and athletics and your ability. Some people are just extremely able to do those things. But God wants to use that thing. If you, if you ever came to the, to the realization of how important what little thing it is you do. There's a girl here. I talked about it Wednesday night. I didn't know much about her. Somebody came and informed me on Wednesday. I've watched this girl. She goes, she goes I, I, I told you all, I felt like God wanted me to put fields out here and put things that I'm getting ready to spend money on our field out there. I've got the uh, regional director of, of fields and things. He's going to come out. They're going to cut the field down and redo it so it's flat and smooth and kids can practice on that. And, you know, we, we have a friendship with a coach that teaches quarterbacks, and I, I've told him it's his field if he wants to train quarterbacks from here on out, whether, whether it's my kid or anybody's kid. I just I, I want to touch people's lives. But we have put up these basketball goals out here. And I would see this girl come. She comes pretty much, you know, every day, if not every other day. And Dad drives her up, drops her off, and he drives away and leaves her out there. She'll be out there from 11 o'clock to maybe 2 or 3 in the afternoon. She, shooting a basketball well i was informed she's the number four girl number four girl right now in our state or even in the country that nike's getting ready or has already decided to sponsor her and she's in the ninth or tenth grade see in my heart god gave me a a wisdom that said we could impact people but the impact, the, the reason God wants to impact them, why you're a great, maybe you're in the band. And God helps you to, to, to be a better band student and you can play and, and you're excellent and God gives you the ability to, to, to play solos and you stand out in the crowd. Is, is not so that you can be a star, although He wants you to be a star. It is so that that star can rise to shine for God. God wants to shine through you. And here's the thing. If, if you get this, listen to me, young people, listen to me. If you get this, if you can understand this, that God wants to supernaturally anoint you to do the job if the job will affect what He does. He wants you to help build His kingdom. He wants you to be an empowerment of what He says. He wants to show that, 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 that you are an example when you when you end up and you let's say you you know you go to college the next level you, you the excellence that you have in class should make an impact on the people and so i'm saying this to you make a difference this year dwell in his presence don't just think you can do it on your own don't just think it's going to be okay for 10 games put his presence in there so that nothing can go wrong how can I say that? Let's believe this way. Let's believe. We believe for no injuries and no, no bus wrecks and all this stuff. We're believing for all that. But this is what this scripture says. It says that he'll let us rest in the Almighty. Rest in the Almighty. What does that mean? What does he mean by the shadow of the Almighty? What's he saying? The shadow is defined by a place of protection. See, when I'm in him and he's in me and he has residence in me, I'm guaranteed to rest in the shadow of of the Almighty. Did you get that? A resting place, a place of protection, a place of covering. It provides relief and, and, and keeps us from the direct heat. 
you know, lately we've been in a heat wave. How many know what I'm talking about? When it's 100 degrees, there was 102 the other day. How many of you were hanging out outside just loving the heat? No, sir, you were looking for air, baby. You wanted the tent. Isn't that true? You wanted the tent. I want to be under the shadow. That's God for us. He puts us under the shadow of the Almighty. If the heat's severe, the shade is the place to run. Somebody ought to say amen. It diminishes what we actually feel or the intensity of the thing. It's a reminder for us, especially in tough times and tough stuff, that we're never alone. How many know you are never? Come on, somebody, I'm never alone. When you walk out and you do whatever it is you do, you have someone with you. He's for you. If God be for us, it doesn't matter what's against us. Somebody ought to shout amen. Come on, if you get this on the inside, if I can get this to dwell in you, if you could dwell in him, things would start changing for you. Grades would start going up. Wisdom would start coming. Knowledge would start arriving. And you would be able to do what you can't otherwise do. Sometimes we just need to go to the closet, close our eyes and say, God, I can't do it on my own. I haven't risen to the top. But I'm willing to dwell in the presence of the Lord so I can abide under the shadow. Somebody shout in here. Of the Almighty. God's for us. Come on, somebody. God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. Come on, say it again. God is good all the time. And all the time. God is good. You haven't said it enough. It's not got down in you. You're just still asleep. Come on, somebody. God is good all the time. All the time. Come on, somebody. He's good. I serve a wonderful God. If I abide in His presence, I'm going to dwell under the shadow of the Almighty. He is a shelter from pain. It's a safe place of confidence. When I'm resting in God's shadows, I'm, I'm looking at Him face to face. His shelter from pain. His shade, His shadow, that it doesn't diminish off of us. It's intense. Even though there's intense heat on my life, He shelters me. I wish somebody would say amen right there. Come on, amen. I rest. I have peace. I have calmness. I rise in struggles. I rise in the middle of a mess because he's in control. Sometimes, and maybe unfortunately in the business of life and the difficulties of living, we, we may shrivel and, and, and shrink. But God said, don't forget him. Put him at the center. God's protection and comfort in his presence are freely available to all of those who love him and walk under his covering. Listen to Isaiah 54, 17. He says, no weapon. Oh, I, I ought to get, I, it ought to light you up. Man, that ought to light you up. It ought to light you up. It ought to light you up. I'm trying to give it time to ring in. I'm trying to give it time to settle. I'm trying to give it time to, you know, when somebody's ready to attack you, no weapon. When somebody comes to talk about you, no weapon. When somebody comes to run you down, no weapon. When they think about making changes that are going to affect you negatively, no weapon. 
Oh, I'm preaching now because through the year, you're going to see it. There are going to be things that happen to us. Situations that we're going to go through that we need to know that no matter what attacks us and no matter who comes against us and no matter what challenge we face, no matter what person comes in, no matter what dilemma we face. Let me tell you something. If God be for me, it does not matter who's against me. Come on, somebody. He's my shout. I wish somebody shout amen in here. Come on, somebody shout amen.